the old pre-meds podcast session number 319. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the old pre-meds podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I take your questions directly from the Pre-Med Hangout, our Facebook group, Pre-Med Hangout at premedhangout.com. Use the hashtag OPM question or non-tread question or whatever the heck you want to use. We'll find it if it's a great question and add it here to our queue of questions to be answered here on the podcast, as well as potentially being answered by one of 19,000 plus other amazing students collaborating and not competing in that Facebook group. We have a great question today about burnout during gap years. Before we jump in, though, I want to talk about the MCAT Minutes brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. Did you know that they have an amazing free resource that everyone should be using? I go onto SDN, I go onto Reddit, and I see these screenshots of Google Sheets and Excel Sheets with with study plans. And I'm like, you know, you know, technology exists and Blueprint has a has a free thing for that called their study planner tool. Their amazing study planner tool free with an, a free account over at blueprintmcat.com. Put in when you plan to take the MCAT, how many hours a day you're planning on studying, days that you know you're not gonna be able to study, days that you wanna take your full length exams, and it will automatically create a study plan for you. And use that study plan, follow that study plan, and adapt that study plan as you go by dragging and dropping the modules around things that you're like, oh, I couldn't study that today. I'm going to move this over here. You don't have to have a paid Blueprint account to be able to use the free study planner tool. You can use whatever resources you have available to you. So go check it out, blueprintmcat.com. All right, so our question today is about burnout during gap years. Hello, I'm a class of 2022 college graduate, BS in human development. I plan on taking at least two gap years before applying to medical school and I'm feeling very overwhelmed by deciding what I should do during this time. My GPA is pretty low, 3.4 cumulative GPA and 2.3 science GPA, Uh uh-oh, both with an upward trend, however. Due to this, I'm considering a do-it-yourself post-bac, particularly in BCPM courses, so those science courses, to boost my science GPA. I have no idea how many units I should take. Any advice? Would raising my science GPA to at least a 3.0 be possible? I don't know. That's simple math. (laughs) How do I determine how many classes I need to take? Additionally, I have limited clinical experience. To fix this, I plan on working as a scribe for at least a year before applying. During my gap years, I also need to study to take the MCAT. From my undergraduate career, I do have shadowing experience, non-clinical work experience, and various other extracurriculars. I guess my biggest question is, how do I manage balancing all of these deficiencies during my gap years? Is it realistic to improve these deficiencies in two to three years? Where do I even start? I graduated just last last month, but I'm feeling so burnt out from undergrad. I wanted to give myself the summer to just relax and not do anything, but I'm constantly stressed out, feeling like I'm getting behind and should be doing something now. 
I want to relax, but am having trouble doing so. But at the same time, I fear rushing through my gap years and then being burnt out before even starting medical school. Any advice, tips, recommendations, tough love, et cetera, is really greatly appreciated. So on the face, this is a very somewhat traditional question. I just graduated school. I have all of these questions before I apply to medical school. But this is what a lot of non-trads are dealing with every single day. And that is the feeling that they're getting behind, especially you older non-trads. That's why we call this the old pre-meds podcast, right? You don't have to be old to be an old pre-med, to be a non-traditional. But the the problem comes in, especially for non-trads. I have work. I have family. I have other responsibilities. How am I going to fit in repairing my GPA? How am I going to fit in getting clinical experience? How am I going to fit in getting uh, my MCAT prep in, hint, mcatpodcast.com. How am I going to do all of this stuff as a non-trad, as a parent, as a spouse, as a whatever it is that you are in this world, because you are more than just a pre-med student. And so for this specific student, a lot of it comes down to just taking a breath, take a breath. Are you are you in a rush? You just graduated. So I'm assuming, let's assume you're a traditional student. You just graduated at 22 years old. You have some time, my friend. You have some time. So you're not in a rush. All right, take things slowly. Yes, you need clinical experience. Yes, you should potentially get, get some more shadowing experience. Consistency in this process is key to everything. Non-clinical work experience, great, whatever, right? Potentially some volunteering with Habitat, Soup Kitchen, that kind of stuff. This process is all-consuming if you let it be all-consuming. This process is very doable and manageable if you take a breath and realize that there are a lot of things to do, but there are also a lot of things to do in life in general. That life is nothing more than just a huge checklist of like, I need to sleep, I need to eat, I need to poop, I need to pee, I need to shower, I need to, 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 all of these things. And yes, you're adding in, I need to do MCAT prep, I need to get some clinical experience, I need to do some shadowing, I need to do some whatever, I need, you're adding more and more to the list. The difference that I see between people that successfully navigate this process with their sanity intact and those who don't are ones who can realize that not everything has to be done today. You don't need a thousand clinical hours today. When you think about when it is that you're going to apply, let's say you want to start medical school in 2025. You're going to apply in 2024. Right now it's the beginning of 2023. So I have about uh, 12 plus 6, 18 months or so of getting clinical experience. Well, at 10 hours a month of clinical experience, that's 180 hours. That's a pretty good amount. Now, a lot of people out there, if you're on Student Doctor Network or Reddit, will go, well, the students are applying with thousands of hours. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to. Those students just think they have to or think that that's impressive. You know what's impressive? Having a well-balanced life a well-balanced application, having fun along the way, 
All right, maintaining your sanity, not getting burnt out. If you do 20 hours a week, over the course of those 18 hours, you have 360 hours. Bet you didn't know I was a math whiz, right? 180 times two, 360 hours. I think that math is right. It'd be pretty embarrassing if it wasn't, right? 360 hours is a ton of hours and it's consistent, 20 hours a week. Well, guess what? On the application now, you also put anticipated hours. And so you're gonna have another 12 months, assuming uh, you uh, apply in May and you go through kind of July-ish of your anticipated end date. Well, that's that's actually June to July. Yeah, let's, let's just say it's another 12 months for, for sake of, of the math, right? Another 12 months is another 240 hours assuming 20 hours a week. So you have the 360 plus 240 current hours or or completed hours and anticipated hours, at least on the new AMCAS application. And for TMDSAS, it has future hours. And then for ACOMIS, you can still kind of split it out or or just mention how many expected hours you're gonna get. That's a lot of hours. And so I think the biggest thing is that when students think about this process, especially you non-trads out there, who are balancing everything, all the responsibilities of life, you you look at SDN or Reddit or in general, and you think, okay, I need 500 hours. And what happens is we interpret that as I need 500 hours tomorrow. And that gets very, very, very overwhelming. And so what you need to do is break everything down into the smallest chunks possible. You saw how I just did that math. Hey, I have, uh, if I apply in, in May, June of 2024 to start medical school in 2025, right now it's January, 2023. If I'm applying in, in May of, of t- May, June of 2024, that's 18 months, right? A year and a half, 18 months times 20 hours a month. And, and then you're, you're working backwards to say, okay, I want 400 hours by the time I apply. I have 18 months to do it. What does that look like? Okay, that's a per month basis. What is that on a per week basis, right? Did you know there's 4.3 weeks in a month? Not four, 4.3. Did you know that, right? Because some some months are a little bit longer than others. And so what you have to do is break everything down into bite-sized manageable chunks. Same thing with the MCAT. The MCAT is a beast, Use Blueprint MCAT's free study planner tool to break it down into manageable chunks. Everything in this process is manageable. There's a lot of it. You just have to be good at separating it all out and tackling the things that are important to tackle today and putting off to tomorrow what you can put off till tomorrow. You're not going to accomplish everything in one day, in one week, in one month. If you need to extend and and say, you know what, 18 months is not long enough, I'm going to go 30 months, right? I'm going to apply the next year. I'm going to take another gap year. Then that gives you that much more time and more flexibility to manage those things, to break things down into even smaller chunks. That's my, my overarching advice for this question. All these little nuanced questions, how many credits, how many this, it's impossible to answer with the data here. I would recommend going to mapped, mapped.com, M-A-P-P-D.com, sign up for a free account, free forever. 
during the first couple weeks or month, uh, depending on if you can find a promo code out there, uh, just use 30 days free. That's a, a common one that we use. Just all one word, 30 days free, no spaces. Get 30 days of Mapped Pro. Mapped Pro gives you access to being able to ask our advisors, our expert advisors who charge a lot of money for one-on-one, you can ask them questions right inside of Mapped with Mapped Pro. And you get a free trial of Mapped Pro when you start out using Mapped. Check it out, mapped.com. Go enter your grades. We're, we're testing out a new system where we'll enter the grades for you. So, so you may get an email about that to, to send us your transcripts. Enter your grades, reach out to one of our advisors during the Maps Pro trial period and say, okay, all of my grades are in there. Give me some advice. What, what do I need to do? That's the best thing possible to do there. If you want some one-on-one, go to medicalschoolhq.net. There's one-on-one advising options there. But Mapped Pro, amazing, free for the, the trial. And then Mapped itself is free forever if you don't want access to the advisors or our new MyLORs feature. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this hopefully reduced same anxiety for all of you to try to just separate things out a little bit more, break them down a little bit more into bite-sized manageable pieces. Good luck. This is MedEd Media.